What is up? You are listening to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. So, first of all, I'd just like to thank you for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. No worries. I'm glad to be here. So, sort of just tell people about yourself. Sort of how did you get into music production? So, uh, I'm Julian. You guys probably know me from Julian Gray Media, my YouTube channel, or my alias Julian Gray. Um, I got into music production when I was a kid, actually. My father's a guitar teacher, so we kind of had a home studio around the house. Um, I never really got into electronic music until my later years. He brought home this like demo program that came with a sound card we got for the computer, and it, it didn't even allow me to save projects. Like It was like a demo Behringer proprietary like piece of crap DAW. And um, I wrote a full album in that, that program without saving projects. So I like wrote the song and then I'd export it and I could never revisit it. And um, I was like, I had to have been like 12 or 13 when I did this. And um, that was my first venture into like electronic music. But um, I don't know. I grew up around music. My, my mom was into like industrial dance music and rock fusion stuff and then my dad was like yeah a guitar teacher and and into that sort of realm so it kind of grew up with it that's really awesome um you said that your parents obviously were into music themselves are you classically trained or can you play any instruments or not no i um i got into well in america i don't know how it is over there uh they have like grade school uh band class and i i i got into uh trumpet and and a lot of horn instruments when when i was like um it had to have been like fourth grade which is like uh i don't know i don't know how old that is to be honest i don't want to give you a false number but um i i I did that in school and then um from there i did some outside of school training and stuff so i was eight years classically trained on trumpet which is really odd instrument for an electronic musician and it's never really made its way into my music but um, the remnants of the theory are still there. Um, so obviously music has been a massive part of your life. Um, yeah. but would you say that work and life balance is important to you? Like how do you manage the time between music production and your everyday life just being Julian Gray? Uh, man, my entire life right now is kind of revolving around media in some sort of way. Cause I don't, I don't know if you're familiar or, um, I do a lot of different things. I own a, uh, uh, engineering company and then I do YouTube and then that's three uploads a week and then music solo career and stuff on some moderately sized labels. Um, so it's, it's just, a it's, it's like, it's encompassed my entire life in media now. Um, it's, it's less of a hobby, more of like, uh, I guess my entire being is, is music and, and media, and, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing either. I I really enjoy what I do, you know. Definitely. Um. Do you take vacations or anything like that? Obviously, you're working hard, but do you sort of take the time to sort of unwind or anything like that? It's very rare for me. Um. Occasionally, I'll do like a day off or something. But like the old the old saying, like entrepreneurs, you you have like every day off, but you never really have a day off. So. Exactly. Um. Yeah, because. Yeah, a lot of people who, certainly in the UK, where I am right now, yeah. they view entrepreneurship, music production as just sort of sitting on your MacBook or whatever, just listening to yeah. Spotify. 
and quite honestly it's not the case although that is part of what I'm doing obviously while working um it's not the case often I'm working 12 13 14 hour days you know and so yeah I certainly think in my opinion I prefer to work more than I do to sleep same to be honest it's 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 very taxing physically too because you, you, you sometimes get involved with projects and you, you don't realize how long you've been working on it. I, <laughs> like I remember in like 2015 or 2016, I was first learning web development. And um, that's like a completely side venture of mine that I only do because it's a utility I need to know. Um, and I remember I was like studying web development for like 15 or 16 hours a day at, at one point. And it was it was nuts. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't even realize it. Like, I wasn't sleeping and stuff. And that was, like, a whole summer. And um, you kind of, you kind of uh, when you get involved deep enough in a project, you lose track of time, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think when you're losing track of time, you're getting sleep deprivation and stuff. That can really affect your mental health, which is becoming an increasingly more talked about subject I think certainly in the music yeah. industry and sort of the wider media um, but obviously you're working hard really right now obviously and over the past few years so in yeah. 10 years time where do you see your career heading like where do you think you'll be that's a very interesting question I'm I'm kind of at this interesting crossroads right now because my solo career is kind of taking off I have some bigger like I was saying, bigger label releases that later this year that I can't announce yet. But um, there, I've been doing a lot of um, stuff like that with my solo career, so that's kind of interesting. But I I don't want to subside the the music education aspects because I I really enjoy teaching and I like um, multimedia creation too, like video and um, shooting educational content. So I'm not really positive where that's going to take me because I, I, I enjoy both of those avenues. Um, I really enjoy writing music, but I really enjoy teaching people how to write music. So maybe somewhere in between those two things. Um, Mr. Bill is kind of a good example of that. He's kind of, he's kind of, um, he does his own shows and stuff like that and his own albums, a lot of music actually. And but he also maintains his, his educational presence too. So maybe something like that, less like Tiesto level famous, more like I just want to, I don't know, have a recognizable name and maybe uh, do some teaching on the side or something like that. That would be great. Um, That's kind of where I vision it, yeah. Definitely. I mean, education is important. You want to be able to educate the people who are going to sort of be the next, I don't know, what do you call it, stars the, of the future. <laughs> You're right. And that's definitely like a big thing, like um, teaching these people and then seeing them grow is really, really um, rewarding, I think. And I've actually had a few students that are like pretty big now in terms of like, like I got them started, but now they're like doing really well for themselves. And that's really rewarding. That's Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, um, it's sort of the same with my management with uh, Chill Your Mind, one of the record labels I help. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've taken our list with only, what, a couple of thousand plays, and we've brought them up to collaborate with the Australian Government Tourism Department. Jeez. Um, a decent achievement in itself, um, and we're sort of helping them become financially stable from their music career, which feels really good. That's, that's pretty difficult in 2018 as well. 
I mean, I've only yeah. just managed to achieve that in the past couple of months, um, which I am very grateful for. But yeah, I think just sort of the whole education and be able to help mentor people through their music career. I really respect you on. I really respect you for sort of yeah, being able yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's it is it is very rewarding for me too, just to see people grow. You know, and I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd ever want to not do that. So the education thing for me is kind of yeah. It's it's going to be there. I think regardless of where my career goes. Um. So. You touched on some web development earlier. It's, yeah. Did music production stem from that, or how did sort of it come about? When did you first sort of start? So I I was really into computers and computer science when I was, like, in since as long as I can remember. That was, like, my first love. Um, all the while, of course, the music thing was in the background because my parents are into music and stuff like that. Um but when I discovered electronic music, it kind of combined the two worlds for me. Um, cause like my original, uh, career path, if you will, it was, was comp sci. It was, um, computers, understanding information technology and stuff like that. But electronic music kind of allowed me to explore that Avenue combined with the creative Avenue as well, because all throughout my schooling, I was doing a lot of like, uh, artistic stuff, painting, drawing and stuff. And I was winning awards and things from as long as I can remember. But um, my true interest was in that technical aspect. So the, the music production kind of allowed me to counterbalance um, the technical interests, which is like building and, and understanding how music works and stuff like that with with actual creative, creative uh, creation, I guess. Um, where a lot of other avenues don't allow you to do that, like drawing, for example, um, there's there's technicalities to it, but like electronic music is very focused in information tech, uh, combined with the creative aspects. And then as far as the web development goes, I learned that as a utility to create a website for my own music brand, you know. And then that was really interesting too because it it allowed me to kind of step back into the the software and hardware. Um, information tech side of things from my childhood or my my I guess school interests um, all the while benefiting my music career that's awesome um, yeah I mean obviously electronic music is digital in nature so it only makes sense right. that people who have a deep sort of a love a passion for electronic music that they would be interested in sort of the technical side of uh, music yeah. production and all of that and i think that's where a lot of the the really passionate artists lie like um like i was mentioning before mr bill is very technical he likes the the science of of music and how engineering works or um dead mouse for example he's huge but his his underlying interest is in how it works like he's how, really how... knowledgeable yeah yeah and I think that the, a lot of the, the the really memorable or groundbreaking artists are like that. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, yeah, music technology is playing a massive role in today's society. Obviously, you've got Shazam, Spotify, yeah. all of that. Um, so what are your thoughts on artificial intelligence and music? How do you see that playing out? I think we live in like a musical renaissance right now where um, the technology 
has has developed so fast that we don't we don't fully know how to grasp it yet. But there's so much potential for for growth in the future. Um, I did a review of this. I think you featured it in one of your articles. Actually, there's this this new software that could extract like a acapella out of a song, and and that's that's mind blowing to me because ten years ago that wouldn't have been possible. Um, and we're at this point where I guess software and and technical advancement has kind of over overgrown like um, where we are in terms of software today. So so there's a lot of renaissance and or room for growth in audio software and stuff like that. Um, for example, like Spotify and Shazam and things like that, th- those are relatively new concepts that have really changed our lives in a lot of different ways. And I think that that can go as far as um, the studio side, side of things as well in software development. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So um, obviously there's new technologies, uh, new companies yeah. emerging because of all of this amazing stuff. Are there any platforms yeah. or applications or anything like that that you have your eye on at the moment? Um, to be honest, I've been I've been looking at um, what is it Vero? I heard that was a social platform for, uh, I guess creatives. Um, I've been eyeballing that uh, lately, kind of on the side. Um, I've kind of been focusing on YouTube and stuff like that, but uh, that's one of the bigger ones I've been looking at. Um, yeah, a Discord has a lot of uh, potential as well. I think um, as a as a messaging platform, but also I think it could grow into something bigger. Definitely, um, you mentioned about your YouTube, um, so I'm just gonna touch on that really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you've been able to build a very decent following on there. You've got a very decent subscriber count. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, Facebook Watch and other platforms are emerging and sort of getting some attention. How that is, yeah. I think? think, yeah, I'd say that's a fair comment to say. So, sort of, do you see yourself working on both, or do you think you'll just stay to YouTube, or what? That that is an interesting question because I I have been seeing a lot of um, I guess the official series or whatever they're calling it on Facebook. And it's really interesting that you can now subscribe to a series or follow a series on a platform like Facebook that's predominantly for social networking. Um, whereas YouTube is a content, I guess, uh, I guess a content hosting platform uh, similar to SoundCloud or something like that, where Facebook's predominantly a social network. Um, I kind of want to get into that realm. Um, I'm not positive that that's exactly my market because of, uh, I don't know, I think most YouTube or most producers will go to YouTube before they go to Facebook for something like that. But um, and if if this solo career stuff goes well over the next few months, I want to build myself as a personality or something like that. I'll, I'll do more personality focused content or, or day-to-day content on Facebook. Documentary okay. style or? What do you mean? Like, so sort of, uh, sort of, uh, example, just thinking, you know, like the Daily V sort of Gary Vaynerchuk type thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas that content wouldn't necessarily float on YouTube, um, depending on depending on how it's approached, obviously, because vloggers are killing it right now. But you have to be extremely clickbait and and have I guess I guess they call it effective titles on YouTube, where I think on Facebook, where there's a bigger um, 
social interaction, it would be easier to do something like that. Definitely. I mean, obviously, it is a social platform, and so you do have to integrate that into the content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a question which I'm asking at the end of all interviews on the podcast. Yeah. So, hypothetically, okay. if the world was ending tomorrow, <laughs> what legacy would you want people to remember you by? Oh, God, that's that's interesting. Um... I want to be remembered by my art first and foremost, I think, uh, my music. I, d I don't think to this date I've written anything that's like so mind-blowing memorable that people will remember it in 30 years, but that's eventually my goal is to write something as, as iconic as like, I don't know, uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, or like Fleetwood Mac rumors, like something, and a full LP um, I think is the the vessel for that uh, down the line, maybe a little bit, but ultimately I want to be remembered by my music and then maybe by my educational content as well as, as like, but I don't know, less so of that, probably more so my music. I want to be the next uh, Stevie Nicks, you know? Awesome. Um, right. Do you, so where can people reach you if they want to get in contact? Um, the best way to reach me is either Twitter or Facebook message. Uh, DM on Twitter. I have it open to everyone. And then my Facebook page is Julian Gray. You can DM me on there as well. And then if you want to see my content, again, YouTube is the best place to see what I'm doing. I do a lot of videos. As I said, three videos a week. And that's Julian Gray Media. Awesome. Well, perfect. Um, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. No worries. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. And that was Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Um, I'd just like to use this outro of the podcast literally just say that if you ever have any questions feel free to hit me up on any of my social platforms uh also feel free to add me on my personal facebook as well and yeah uh keep hustling <laughs>